I'm on LinkedIn. Are you on LinkedIn? You know who else is on LinkedIn? A bunch of people you want to have nothing to do with. I'm going to share with you the five types of people who are on LinkedIn so you know who to connect with and you know who to avoid. Join me for this episode of the Do This Sell More Show. Hey there, workplace warriors. If you are looking to build profitable, lifelong relationships, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Do This, Sell More podcast, where you can make more money than you ever imagined and still get home in time for dinner. Don't miss out on expert tips and strategies from best-selling author Dave Lorenzo and his high-performing guests. The formula is easy. Listen and take action. In other words, do this, sell more. Now here's your host, the master of relationship sales strategy himself, Dave Lorenzo. Hi, my name is Dave Lorenzo. This is the Do This Sell More Show. We're here every day with great business strategy and productivity improvement tips, along with how you can make more money and get home on time for dinner every single night. Thanks for joining me today, and we're talking about LinkedIn. This is one of my favorite topics because these days, LinkedIn is hot. That's right, LinkedIn is phenomenally hot for people who are looking to grow their business. Everybody thinks LinkedIn is the greatest new thing. So while you're thinking this, I have to help you avoid some of the pitfalls, some of the traps, and some of the ridiculous people who are just out to waste your time on that platform. LinkedIn is a great way for you to connect with people. It's a great way for you to see who the people you know are connected with and to use that information offline to help you grow your business. But there are so many people who are so immersed in LinkedIn, you would think that they live, eat, sleep, and breathe on the platform. So today, I'm gonna share with you the five people you meet on LinkedIn. Three of them I want you to stay away from, and two of them I want you to connect with, and I want you to be really careful with what you do and who you interact with on there. So I'm gonna share that with you today. Before I do, I wanna remind you that the Do This, Sell More show is powered by your questions. We're talking about LinkedIn today because I received an overwhelming amount of questions about LinkedIn. So if you want to discover how you can grow your business, and you have specific questions about that, send those questions to askdave at dlorenzo.com, A-S-K-D-A-V-E at D-L-O-R-E-N-Z-O.com. You can email me your questions. You can record an audio with your questions and email it to me. You can do a video and email the video to me. If you send me a video, I might use the video for my afternoon video on YouTube. I might use the audio for my morning podcast. I need your questions. Send them to me at askdave@dlorenzo.com. Thanks for being a part of the community. It's great to have you here. All right, let's talk about the five people you meet on LinkedIn. Person number one is the goofball. This is the person that posts the same content on LinkedIn as they post on Facebook or Instagram. And they're posting pictures of their kid in Little League Baseball. They're posting pictures of cats. They're posting all kinds of crap that has no place on LinkedIn. The only things you should be putting on LinkedIn are professional photos. 
pictures of you with a great client, pictures of you with a speaker at an event that you went to, pictures of you auditioning for Shark Tank. That's all cool. Pictures of you without a shirt on on the beach? No way. Pictures of you relaxing and drinking a beer? Not cool. Pictures of anything that has to do with your personal life or your social life, that stuff goes on Facebook. Don't be a goofball. Keep LinkedIn professional. The second person you meet on LinkedIn is the stalker. This is the person who offers you the opportunity to connect. They request to connect with you. And if you say no, that request comes back up again a week later. Or they connect with you and then they're reaching out to you immediately to try and sell you something. Or they're reaching out to you immediately just to ask you one quick question. Usually the stalker's information comes to you and the first line or the second line is, I'm sorry to bother you or I hate it when people solicit other people on LinkedIn, but... These people know exactly what they're doing. They're out to be a pain in the ass. They're out to try and sell you something on a platform that's supposed to be used for professional connections. The right way to do this is to write a warm, friendly email with a desire to connect and the reason why. And then after you connect, you can write a nice note in the message box and send it to someone. And the note should say, thank you so much for connecting with me. Please feel free to look through my contacts and my connections. And if you happen to see anyone there you'd like to meet, I'd be honored to make an introduction. That's all you need to do. Don't follow up a million times. Don't try and sell them a vacuum cleaner or even worse, legal services on LinkedIn. That's what stalkers do. Don't be a stalker. Be professional. If you're going to connect with someone, have an external orientation and offer to help them meet people on LinkedIn. That's what you're there for. The third person you meet on LinkedIn is the braggart. You'll notice who the braggart is right away because once you connect with them, you'll be bombarded with pictures of them winning awards, with pictures of them at events, with pictures of them doing things you never thought possible. That's exactly what the caption will say. These people spend their entire time on LinkedIn talking about themselves. That's not who you want to connect with. Those people are full of themselves. They don't have an external orientation. They're not interested in you. They're not interested in providing any value to you. Stay away from them. So let's recap. The three people I want you to stay away from, the goofball, the guy who posts cat photos, the stalker, the person who follows up with you right after they connect with you. They follow up with you 100 times first to connect with you. Then they follow up with you right after they connect with you to try and sell you something. And they always start off their messages with, I'm sorry to bother you. I hate these form messages. Or I know you hate these form messages. Or I know you hate it when people sell things on LinkedIn, but... That's a stalker, stay away from them. The third person is, it's all about me, me, me. Look at this award I won, look at this event I went to. Here's pictures of me with the Pope. Here's pictures of me with the President. Here's pictures of me with the Dalai Lama. That's someone you want to avoid. That's the braggart. The goofball, the stalker, the braggart, stay away from them. The fourth person is somebody interesting. This is the educator. This is someone who posts information that's valuable to others. They post information about 
usually their industry or the people in the industry that they're targeting. It's valuable information, it's educational, and you can't wait for them to post something tomorrow. The educator is a great person to connect with and their content is fantastic for sharing because they provide value and you want to share that value. Look at their videos, read their articles, listen to their podcasts, and share them with your friends because the educator understands that if he or she shares enough value, you'll be interested in who they are and what they do. I would encourage you to even reach out to the educator and try and connect with them in real life because if their content is so good, maybe they'll have good people to introduce you to in real life or at least they'll provide you with some value from the relationship. The fifth person you meet on LinkedIn is the relationship curator. This is the most valuable person, and this is the person you want to be. This is the person who takes all of their relationships in real life and brings them onto LinkedIn. And this is the person who opens their network up to you and says, if you want to meet anyone in my network, I'll be happy to connect you and introduce you to them. You want to meet the relationship curator because they will connect you with other people, and you can connect them with people and almost double or triple the size of your network. Phenomenally valuable, the relationship curator. The relationship curator will also share great content. They will also connect you with people by sharing the content of others. This is a truly generous person with an external orientation. So if you want to be one of these people on LinkedIn, I would encourage you to be an educator or be a relationship curator and be generous. Deliver value every day on LinkedIn. Write great content, post great videos, post great podcasts, and then introduce people to one another and connect with people online who you meet offline so that you can continue the relationship. You can continue to deepen your relationship with them. These are the five people you meet on LinkedIn. Some of them were tongue-in-cheek, but they are all real people you need to watch out for. Be the educator. Be the relationship curator. Don't be a goofball. Don't be a stalker. Don't be a braggart. Now it's time for the part of our show where we take a question from an audience member. And today's question comes from Frank Mills in Chicago, Illinois. Frank says, Many people say you should never take no for an answer. Is there any time when no is acceptable? Frank, this is a great question. Thank you so much for asking. Of course, no is acceptable. Here's the thing. No means not now in sales. And I completely endorse that. I completely agree with that. But you cannot keep running headlong into a wall. Here's what I do. I like to connect with people by introducing myself either through direct mail or an event or a speaking engagement, or usually they read a book that I've written and they call me. If we've had a connection and we talk about things and they're qualified to be a client, I then follow up with them and we talk about the ways that we would work together. I get a yes or a no in that conversation. If they don't feel like they're a good fit, I find out why, and then I say to them, I understand when would be a good time for me to follow up with you and determine when you might be a good fit? And they'll give me a time to follow up. That's the way your follow-up process works. If somebody says the timing's not right, you say, great, when do you think the timing will be right? And you get a specific time to follow up later. If they were to say, Dave, I've heard everything you have to offer. I appreciate what you're saying to me. I just can't afford it. 
I usually say to them, well, let's talk about the return on investment. And then they say, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm broke. I have no cash. I can't afford to invest a penny in your services. That's the time I'm going to take a no. Because that person doesn't have a dollar to spend, I'm going to take them at their word. Because it's hard for people to admit they don't have money. So if that person tells me they don't have money, I'm going to say, fine, I'm going to take that no and I'm going to go away. Now, I will follow up with them later down the road, maybe a year or two down the road. I will keep that person on my mailing list and I will keep mailing to them. Why? Because when they do have money, they'll come back to me and they'll tell me that they want to work with me. Never taking no for an answer simply means you follow up at a later time. It doesn't mean you keep pestering the crap out of people. If somebody says no, you ask them the reason why. If they give you the reason why and you can overcome that objection and they say no again, I let it go. You don't want to say to people, listen, I can't believe you don't want to do business with me. You don't want to grab them and shake them and force them to do business with you. I take no twice and then I put them on a list and I follow up with them later. And I ask them when there would be a good time. You will find more often than not, if you say to them, I understand, so what you're telling me is that you just don't have the ability to commit to this right now, I'd like to follow up with you. What's a good time to follow up with you? Should I follow up in six months? Should I follow up in a year? They'll tell you, six months or a year. Things may be different. You get to take another shot at them in six months. Maybe your product or service has changed and you have something that does fit their needs in six months. Or maybe something has changed in their business. And when you follow up in six months, they're ready to do business with you. So don't take no for an answer. That means not now. It doesn't mean pester the crap out of them today, right now, until you bludgeon them into doing business with you. If they say no and they have an objection, you try to overcome it. If they say no a second time and it's a and it's a legitimate objection, like they really have no cash or their boss just won't approve it and they won't introduce you to the boss, then you move on, put them on a follow-up list, follow up down the road. Not taking no for an answer just means not now. That's the way to think of it and that's how you address this issue. Frank, thank you so much for your question. If you have a question for me, please reach out to me, send me your questions, askdave at dlorenzo.com. That's our show, thanks for joining me. We'll see you right back here tomorrow for another edition of the show. Until then, remember, if you do this, you will sell more.